Hey, what is going on? It is Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you're watching or listening in from today. Surprisingly, in what seems like the first time in forever, you have a nice green day in your portfolio. If you are long in the crypto markets, Bitcoin is up over 12%. The entire cryptocurrency market is up about $15 billion, up 12% uh, as well. Basically, everything for better, for worse, kind of mirroring where Bitcoin is. Uh, so a nice day in the marketplace overall and a lot of different stuff to talk about uh, in today's episode. A lot of exciting things, I think. Number one, just talking about the, the Bitcoin price action. Two, Amazon making a uh, kind of a continued move into the blockchain space as a whole. Uh, they had two nice announcements as far as providing technology on Amazon Web Services, which is really the premier cloud solution in the world uh, as far as running software running systems running businesses uh, so amazon continuing to move down the blockchain route uh, with two major project upgrades that have gotten some really nice feedback so far consensus invest happened yesterday which is probably the biggest suit and tie conference in the crypto land talk a little bit about that I had a chance to go to a happy hour after party and watch some of the streams uh, from that yesterday and then also want to talk about Steemit. Steemit laying off 70% of their staff uh, due to the crypto downturn. What does that mean in general? Is this something you're going to see from more projects as a whole? Uh, and what does that really just mean for, for the industry in general? And then we can talk a little bit about UBS coming out saying, or an analyst from UBS basically coming out and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm here to bury Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is, is full of crap. So we'll talk about all of that and more. Um, as far as things go today, again, summarizing with where we are in the market, pretty much a green day across the board. Traditionally speaking, at least recently, when Bitcoin goes up, the rest of the market goes up alongside with it, plus or minus some, some small deviations. Um, but Bitcoin up, the rest of the market in the green as well. Uh, the big number, at least what you know, what a lot of people are looking at, I think, recently uh, when you have Bitcoin was that $4,200 mark that looked like previously support turned into resistance at the $4,200 mark. Uh, we are currently above that. We're over $4,300 for a little point or a little bit of time. But I'd like to see Bitcoin as a whole stay above $4,200. I don't know where this will be as of the time of publishing that. But I think that is a key number to watch is if we can again flip that to turn $4,200 to support or is this just a little bit of a dead count bounce? It remains to be seen. What am I doing personally as far as the market goes? I haven't really switched my strategy up at all. I want to see what happens with the 4200 at this point in time. I still have about 35% of my kind of crypto investing dollars sitting in cash in case we do dip, in case this does turn out to be a dead cat bounce and we do dip lower. I'm not just gonna yolo in right now, but depending upon how this ends up shaking out, if we can hold above that, I might consider put it more, putting more back, uh, putting more of that cash back into Bitcoin if we might see a continued long-term run. But as I said, going to continue with that 30-35% of my holdings in cash right now in case this does turn out to be a dead cap bounce and we are heading back to the mid 3000s and then that's an opportunity to, to play that range again. Now talking about Amazon this came out today uh, I think Amazon has a just a big technical conference that's going on uh, they announced two different uh, blockchain 
products that are happening, one of them being Amazon Managed Blockchain. Uh, and this is a solution, fully managed service to essentially manage the uh, managed tech built on Hyperledger as well as on Ethereum as well. And then they're also launching Amazon QLDB, uh, which is also for immutable and immutable verified ledgers that I believe is a little bit more centralized in nature. But if you're looking simply for immutable databases, this might be a pretty solid fit as well. Um, but when I'm looking at this as a whole, uh, I know just talking to a couple different software engineers, I'm myself not an engineer, but talking to a couple different engineers, they're pretty excited about this as a whole. I think it is, you know, has some interesting implications from a broader sense. You know, Amazon is one of the more valuable companies in the world. And the fact that they do see value in uh, distributed ledger technology in Ethereum and Hyperledger, I do think that's a positive sign for the industry. I mean, Amazon is... Uh, going ahead and advancing those applications. I know people are uh, you know, excited about seeing what happens with that. So I do think that this is a, is a positive sign for the industry as a whole. And it's not something that you, know, you really want to just shrug off and say like, ah, oh, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. Um, anytime you have Amazon, uh, you know, Microsoft, the, the bigger companies out there launching these solutions that allow people to leverage this technology, I do think it is a clear sign that there really is interest in the world in it. Does that have any type of implication on prices? Uh, probably not. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit because the market is rather inefficient. But you know, from a, from a real hard stance, does that have any implication on on the price? Probably not. But I do think, for me at least, it is exciting to see you know a continued justification of this technology uh, as people are looking to leverage some of these solutions in the long run. Consensus Invest. So uh, I myself am based out in New York. Consensus Invest is uh, kind of an offshoot of Coindesk's uh, consensus conference. And this is the quote unquote, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm putting up my Dr. Evil hand quotes. It's the institutional version of consensus. Um, it is, and again, institutional, I tweeted this out today. Institutional is probably the most overused word in crypto right now. Everybody is making these announcements that's like institutional grade products, this institutional, that institutional. Institutional is super overhyped, but like, as far as consensus invest goes, this is the suit and tie Wall Street crowd conference. Um, and I had a chance to listen and stream a lot of these uh, stream a lot of the conference. Uh, so I watched uh, watched a good amount of it. I thought that it was relatively interesting. And then I also had a chance to attend a happy hour uh, that somebody that attended the conference was hosting enjoyed that. As far as the overall sentiment this year in comparison to last year, it's a more sobered sentiment, I think. You know, last year there's a lot of hype around whether it's tokens, whether it's this is a new asset class as a whole, and there's going to be all these token economies and things like that. A lot of that hype has died down, and I think we're at the you know at the phase of really building hardcore infrastructure that will allow this industry to kind of materialize into what a lot of people hoped it would be. Last year, at least in my opinion, 2017 was mostly. You know, talking about what could be, and now we realize, in some cases, what can't be, and we also realize what needs to be built and what actually needs to come to fruition for this industry to take off, uh, be it in adoption, be it in investment dollars, whatever it might be. It was rather, uh, you know, th there was there was definitely a, a difference between last year and this year, and even talking to some people too, I think a lot of maybe 
the, the in, you know you me the people that are the quote unquote retail investors in the space or just like the retail participants you might look at some of the larger you know investors and think about these these big bad institutional players these big crypto funds whoever it might be these like big personalities um, yeah I get a chance to I got a chance to talk to a decent amount of them yesterday I have a lot of friends that came into New York City uh, that might be managing a lot of money in the crypto space or you know have a a, a big presence in the space and outside of today I don't think uh, you know I don't think that everybody is is like just blows off the 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 massive drop in the space um, you know you might be feeling really down about the crypto prices that is the same sentiment for a lot of these big uh, quote-unquote institutional investors crypto funds whatever it might be these people managing a lot of money it is kind of funny to think you know as far as like the retail investors reaching out like really down in the dumps things like that either capitulating or close to capitulation. The the big money, the smart money, they don't feel too good about a lot of this stuff either. A lot of them have gotten absolutely hammered in these markets, uh, probably more so than retail, but you'd expect them to maybe brush that off. Not always the case. Uh, so just know when the market crumbles and you feel like shit, sometimes <laughs> you're not the only one out there. Uh, not that that's necessarily consolidation, or that's not that that's necessarily uh, consolation for losing your money. I just wanted to let you know that as far as talking to you know, some of the bigger players in this space, it seemed like they were as down in the dumps about the crypto prices as a lot of other people, which I kind of got in the back of my mind a little bit of a chuckle out, a little bit of a laugh at because here I am, dumb, dumb Bobby Joe Schmo, and thinking like, okay, you know, I just got to weather the storm, make it through here, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know, they seemed a little bit more upset about it than some of them seemed a little bit more upset about it than I did, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. And going to that point too, so obviously the crypto markets, I mean, we're not stupid. We've all been paying attention uh, unless you've been hibernating for 14 months. Hey, maybe you have. Hopefully you've been hibernating for 14 months and you know, you just woke up from, what do we got? August of, or September of, of 2017 and your, your holdings are either flat or maybe up a little bit. So hopefully you've been hibernating. But if you haven't been, the market went absolutely haywire and came down all the way back. Uh, and so one of the interesting things about this crypto market has been treasury management for crypto companies that either raised money in crypto, uh, be it initial coin offerings or pre-mines or whatever they might be. And Steemit is one that has a, if you're not familiar, Steemit is a basically like Reddit with cryptocurrency integrated. I have a Steemit profile. I post a lot of my, po you know, I post a lot of my videos and stuff on Steemit. Um, they are laying off about 70% of their staff, which is pretty crazy. And a lot of it sounds like it was due to some treasury mis mismanagement, perhaps some overhiring. Uh, but really, there's a, an entire video that I'm not going to watch, but it's Ned Scott, the, the founder and CEO of Steemit which is essentially the software contributor to the Steam blockchain uh, and runs steamit.com, which is kind of the, the primary app built on top of the Steam blockchain. Now, this brings up a lot of different points because I think there are going to be more companies that are going to suffer from the same fate as something like, um, you know, something like Steamit, unfortunately, uh, is suffering from where either they overhired uh, or they anticipated the market would be higher than it is and just didn't properly budget or some combination of the two. One thing I would say is it's actually uh, you know, at least nice from Steemit's point of you know, having transparency and having the balls to come out and just be like, hey, you know, we screwed up. 
um, you know, I screwed up. We're you know going through this process, and we have to kind of reevaluate how we're going to run this business and make this a sustainable business. I do think there are going to be companies that are sold, you know, simply going to lay people off and maybe the media or, you know, maybe some of the like investigative journalists in the space pick up on it. Maybe they don't. Um, but this didn't even get pick up for a number of hours until, until a couple different outlets started to go live with it, which I thought was fairly interesting. Coinbase on the other hand, Coinbase laid off like 15, almost like temporary customer support people. And that got a ton of pickup. Granted, Coinbase and Steemit are very different companies in terms of their impact on the space. But I think it's almost more interesting to me um, that Steemit is laying off 70% versus Coinbase laying off 15 people in customer support that were probably hired because in December and January of 2017, 2018, you had hundreds of thousands of new users and thousands and thousands of support tickets that you had to, you know, sift through and clear out on a daily basis. Obviously, customer support in these markets, highly cyclical. Core staff, like I'm sure were affected by the Steemit layoff. That is more interesting to me. And it also goes to show too, like treasury management, how important that is for a lot of these companies, how, um, you know, how they can turn either the money that they raise or the money that they have into sustainable businesses. I don't think this is going to be a one-off thing. I uh, am hoping for the best for Steam, but it's something that I use. And I think it's an interesting kind of experiment in terms of decentralization, but something to keep an eye on. And like I said, I appreciate the fact that Steemit and Ned Scott, the CEO of Steemit, uh, builds on top of Steam, were transparent and forthcoming and talking about the issues because I think there are going to be a lot of companies that just lay off 50% of people or the company basically collapses and they don't say anything because they either don't want the price of their token to go down or they don't want they don't want bad press or whatever it might be. So this was an interesting display in transparency, uh, but an unfortunate set of circumstances in terms of mismanagement that you'd like to see would have been avoided. But it is what it is and it's not avoided and here we are. Now the last thing, somebody from Bloomberg tweeted this out and it is UBS. They released a... Uh, they released this two days ago as a research piece. It was, I guess, on Bloomberg. Got to pay for the report. But uh, one of the uh, somebody from the chief investment office, uh, one of the analysts at uh, Paul Donovan, I believe, the, an analyst at UBS, uh, published a blog that uh, blog piece of analysis uh, entitled "I Come to Bury Bitcoin, Not Praise It." Now, in my opinion, there is going to be more and more. Uh, there's going to be more and more like quote unquote fud. As Bitcoin's price either stays in this range or goes down, um, I haven't had a chance to read the entirety of this, uh, but a lot of this is, in my opinion, like kicking a kind of kicking kicking a dead cryptocurrency while it's down. It's not dead, but uh, you know, it's easy to it's easy to make a piece about Bitcoin now that it's fallen from its nineteen thousand dollar highs. However. I thought one of the really good things I heard, uh, and this was, I think, Alex Sunderborg, um, who is, who runs a, I think, it's, um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head if it's Tetris Capital or if it's another firm, uh, but he runs a crypto fund in the space and was short Ethereum at like six $700, so sharp dude, uh, made one of probably the better trades in crypto all year, but he mentioned, you know, if... Bitcoin didn't blow off. It didn't. Bitcoin didn't have a blow off top from four, from two, three, four thousand dollars up to nineteen thousand dollars. And two years ago, Bitcoin simply linear, linear, linearly grew from nine hundred dollars to where we are right now to four thousand dollars. People would be ecstatic. That would be a four hundred, you know, 
multiple 100% growth in two years. People would be happy. They'd be ecstatic. It, it would be fantastic. But because Bitcoin went up so much and then subsequently crashed down, it's now fun to, it's now the easy thing to do is to go pick on Bitcoin and say Bitcoin doesn't work. Bitcoin's dying. Um, you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't have value. It's not sustainable money, this, that, the other thing. Um, all I'm saying here is that every time somebody comes out like this, always examine the incentives that they have to uh, either push a message forward, push a narrative forward one way or another way. For me personally, obviously I have somewhat of a narrative. My name is, my fake name is Crypto Bobby. And I own a lot of cryptocurrency. So usually, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I work in the cryptocurrency space. I work full-time in the cryptocurrency space as well. So my not-so-hidden narrative is I'd like to see the crypto market do well, and I disagree with these points. What might be the UBS narrative? What might be, why might they want to bury Bitcoin? I don't know. You can figure it out. You can think about it. But it's always important to evaluate where these narratives come from and how they might play out in the long run. The one thing, just summarizing everything here as a whole, um, you know, with the Steemit news, with the Consensus Invest news, with the Amazon news, um, I think that regardless of where the industry is going, I mean, regardless of where the price of, of Bitcoin is going, and people have said this and continue to say it, but the fundamentals of the technology are not, you know, the fundamentals of Bitcoin, the fundamentals of a lot of the technology surrounding that Ethereum and some of the other ones as well, the fundamentals uh, haven't changed if anything they've improved there's been extensive dev work done on a variety of protocols bitcoin ethereum and the other ones um, there's been a ton of work a ton of positive developments in the space uh, and i remain bullish on cryptocurrency as a whole in the short term do i necessarily think we're going back up to twenty thousand dollars no but when you take into consideration the intelligence of the people in the crypto space, working on these problems, the number of people that are leaving tech companies, finance firms that are you know leaving UBS and leaving Facebook and Google and Amazon to you know to build in this space and to work in this space, um, I remain pretty positive about it in the long run. Maybe you bought it, you know, maybe some people out there bought it seventeen thousand dollar Bitcoin, eighteen thousand dollar Bitcoin, and they have a complete different view about that. Uh, and I certainly understand that because that's not obviously an ideal investment by any stretch. But for me, I'm looking at this as a just a long-term game from a tech perspective, from a potential investment perspective. And I'm still excited about where things are going, regardless of, of the price at this point in time. So that's that's my that's my two cents as far as summarizing all of this together. And again, I'm keeping as of recording this now, we've dropped again uh, to below $4,200. So I think that's really the number that I'm looking at is if hopefully we can stay above that. Um, if not, we'll, you know, we might be in this, you know, 35, 3,500 to $4,200, uh, kind of range bound spot that we've been in for the past few days. We'll have to, you know, have to wait and see how that goes outside of that guys. If you've enjoyed this video at all, would love for you to subscribe, hit that notification button. So you get these videos as soon as they come out, try and be as timely as possible. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.